Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. It's just how the world works. You can't have a big impact on the world at small scale. You want to have a big impact, you got to scale up. Now you want to make big donations, help nonprofits. You can't write big checks if you don't got no money. You can't give a lot of people great jobs and terrific career opportunities if you can't employ anyone because you're running a little operation out of your basement. That's another thing, too. So that's a big thing we do here. We prescribe to. We're, we're always growing. If you go work for a firm and they're like, OK, what's my career look like here? Well, we're going to stay small and nimble. Yeah. And well, where's the opportunity for me? I want to be able to grow leadership opportunities, travel, you know, whatever it may be, more money, security for my family. I can't offer a young person any of that stuff if I'm like, yeah, we're not growing. We don't scale here. This is a mom and pop. And then and that's all we're going to keep it. I don't want to go work at that company. Our definition of a successful law firm, and you've probably heard this from from our members who come to work with you. Our definition of a successful law firm is a law firm that serves the owner in at least three ways has to serve you financially means it has to give you enough net operating income or total owner benefit to live the way you want to live not to let you get by not so you can you know not all list of all the things you can do without not hey you know i don't i i can live with just this you know why live with just this if you're capable of living with more it has to serve you financially second criteria for a successful law firm according to me and how to manage professionally is it has to serve you professionally, which means you, it has to give you a, a big, a platform to, to, to have a big positive impact on the world, or at least a big enough positive impact on the world to satisfy you professionally and do it in a way that allows you to work with people you like working with doing work that is meaningful to you. And third, definition of a successful law firm is it has to serve you personally, which means it has to run efficiently and predictably and well enough so you can step away for 30 days, at least 30 days with emergency access only with, with confidence that the business will work for you even while you're gone. So it has to serve you financially, has to serve you personally, has to serve you professionally. And one of the reasons why how to manage keeps growing, and we've grown 10,000% in the last nine years. We've been in 5,000 every single year for nine years in a row. And, you know, look, financially, I, my mortgage is paid off. I, I have no debt. I have, let's just say, I don't have a financial need to keep growing this business. And yet I keep growing this business. Why do I do it? Uh, I do it because number one, I want to have a bigger impact on the world and help more lawyers build better law firms that help thousands and thousands and thousands of more clients and create jobs. And I just like helping people grow and reach their full potential. That's my professional motivation. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and also I have to keep growing it because how else am I going to attract and retain amazing superstars? You don't attract and retain amazing superstars by, by saying we're not going to grow. Yeah, 100%. it's exactly what you just said. I mean, they want to know what's the opportunity, what's next. 
And, um, you know, you don't have to have like the greatest, biggest, most elaborate ambitions in the world, but you gotta be able to show a person uh, an opportunity that you're going somewhere if you want them to come with you. And this is part of the, this is the irony, the paradox, if you will, of these small law firms that are struggling and then they struggle and they make the wrong hiring decisions, right? So instead of hiring a lawyer to replace themselves, they hire lawyers to assist them. And then they wonder why they can never get away from the firm, right? The first strategic hire that every small law firm owner listening to this ought to make are people to replace yourself, right? So if you can hire someone to help you for, let's say, I'm just making this up, uh, $75,000 for a baby lawyer, yeah, for a baby lawyer, and $150,000, let's just say, for a grown-up lawyer, the $150,000 lawyer is going to be much more profitable for you than the baby lawyer. And you tell yourself, well, I can't afford the $150,000 a year lawyer. You can't afford the, the $75,000 baby lawyer. You can only afford the $150,000 grown-up lawyer. But of course, if you don't have a business plan and you don't have any financial controls and you don't know your cost of goods sold and you don't have a budget and you don't track your data and you don't know your numbers and you don't pay attention to how your business runs, well, then you don't see what's blatantly obvious to the rest of us, which is the $150,000 grown-up is way more profitable uh, in the short term and in the long term than the $75,000 baby. And I can get into explaining all the reasons why if you want me to. I think that's a good point. And you're going to spend a lot of your time training and they're going to be shadowing you all the time and you're going to be less time to bill for yourself. No, I 100% agree. And let's say let's, that let's we put the math to it. $75,000 lawyer, right? $75,000. Yep. Times 1.2, gross it up to 90,000 with payroll taxes benefits. 90,000 divided by let's say 46 productive weeks in a year. That's all you're really going to get out of a person. $1,956 is what it costs you per pay period or per week per week per week okay it did the math wrong 90,000 divided by 52 weeks is going to cost you $1,730 per week right yep a $150,000 a year lawyer would obviously be twice that much it'd be $3,400 a week except the difference is that the $150,000 lawyer is going to be breaking even in 30 days you put together a good onboarding plan the first 30 days of any new employees time on the job i don't want them doing one single productive thing for your firm all i want you doing for the first 30 days is investing 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 in setting them up for success so you can have a long-term profitable person in that role right so let's say the ninety thousand dollar person ninety thousand dollars divided by 52 is I'm writing this down so I don't forget $90,000 is $1,700 a week. And the $150,000 person is $3,500 a week. You with me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's say you invest four weeks on the $3,500 an hour, $150,000 a year. I'm sorry, $3,500 a week, $150,000 a year, grown up, self-sufficient, experienced lawyer you spend 
you invest a month training, 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 really training them to be successful with you. So 3,500 times four, you got $14,000 invested in this person. You with yep. me? But then they're up and running. At fourteen, at $14,000 invested, they're at least breaking even for a month or two. And then they start making a profit for you in a month. The $1,700 a week, quote unquote, less expensive, $75,000 half price, scratch and dent, baby, <laughs> wet behind the ears. You have to train them how to do everything. And they come back to you and ask you a questions and questions, a million questions. It might take you three months to get that person to break even if you're lucky, right? So $1,700 a week times 12 weeks, three months is $20,000. So it costs you less and you get to break even sooner and with the $150,000 a year lawyer. And then on top of that, the $150,000 a year lawyer, you're probably going to have a higher profit margin on. And they're going to ask you less questions in the future. And if something were to happen to you, they can take over. And you can give them a bunch of stuff directly off of your caseload and let them do it. And then you can focus on working on the business instead of doing all the legal work yourself. I'm sorry. That's a really good tip right there. <laughs> I watch these people uh, stack associates all day long and not have any other senior attorney all the time. Hey there, this is Kevin Daisy, your host and founder of Array Digital. If you're tired of wasting money with agencies that just can't get it done, then please check out my law firm, Digital Marketing Agency at ArrayDigital.com. If you contact us there, you'll be sure to line up a meeting with me where we'll walk through your exact situation and come up with a plan for what you can do to improve your marketing results. I look forward to talking to you. Now back to the show. And then it also what, what ends up happening is one out of three one out of three baby lawyers who's never practiced law before, or they barely practiced law before, they they're working for you for three months, six months, nine months in your practice area, and then they say, you know what? I don't really like this practice area as much as I thought I was going to. Right? It looked really interesting from the outside, but I've never done it before. And it turns out I don't really like doing bankruptcy. I don't really like doing divorce. I don't really like doing immigration. I don't really like doing intellectual, whatever it is, right? And, and they need to follow their bliss. They need to follow their career. They need to do what's right for them. And what's right for them is to leave. And so you have to start all over again. And you just We're invested, at, you wasted potentially $40,000, $50,000. The person who's been practicing for, you know, for a while, they know what it's like to be a family law attorney. They know what it's like to be a, a an M&A attorney. They know what it's like to be a litigator. They know what that's like. They're not going to wake up and say, I changed my mind. I don't want to do this anymore. They've already gone through that. <laughs> they've been through that. They've already, they've already left three other practice areas behind. Anyway, oh, this could be a whole great. other podcast. And I'd be happy to get it to listen. I could talk about any of this stuff all day long. I love talking about this stuff. Uh, um, no, there's so many different topics and uh, we can go down a lot, ton of rabbit holes. And I, I appreciate that. But that's and, why everyone should go to howtomanage.com and download the free app. And yeah, so below, if you're, uh, if you're on us with video, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, right down below, it's howtomanage.com. If you're in your car, 
driving to work, whatever. Pull over. Pull over. Go pull to over and put this on your <laughs> Don't get hurt. Just if pull not, over. I know a lot of uh, uh, personal injury attorneys. No, Arjun, I appreciate everything you've you've come on here to share. I, I love the passion, and and that's what we that's what I'm looking for, right? That's what we need on this show, and what these attorneys that I speak with often that just aren't in a good spot uh, need to hear. And so, are we winding down it. here? What's that? Are we winding down? If you want to wind down, you got. I wanted to no, make I'm, sure I'm happy share. to go all day long. I just want to make sure that I have a chance to talk about my book. Well, no, no, that's exactly what I was about to do. I was like, let's. I wanted to share about your book, so I'm not winding down, but I want to make sure that um, we can flip over to that. And Arjun's got a new book, Profit First obvious? for Lawyers, and I'm going to put up the um, the book here real quick too. Just I know he's holding it up. It's on your screen, but Profit First for Lawyers, and you can go to this QR code too, uh, right there. So uh, just real quick, so uh, I'll let Arjun kind of talk about his book real quick. It's the best book that's ever been written. It is. It's even better than my last book. This is now Bible the best book a ever. close second. If you have already read Profit First, this book will go deeper into a whole bunch of things that Mike wasn't able to get into because he wasn't writing a book just for lawyers. It'll give you a lot of context for a lot of things. It'll help you understand why. I'll just read through the table of contents to give you an idea. Yeah, and I'll add. So I am a Profit First company. We read Mike's book, uh, Profit First, uh, and implemented it about four or five years ago. And so we were very deep into it. And then, of course, Arjun and his team was nice enough to send me uh, a copy before his book published uh, that me and my business partner read. And yes, it's it's very much aligned with how a law firm operates and, and dives into those different things. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you've already read profit first, I think this book will be really fun for you. It'll definitely be profitable for you. You'll learn new ways to implement profit first to make your law firm more profitable. It'll also give you a lot of ammunition that you can use when your bookkeeper, your accountant, your partners, you know, fight you on profit first, because anyone, I mean, everyone who's doing they profit do. first, they, they fight us on it. Right. The table of contents is uh, this book will make your law firm more profitable, and it will. Two, you are not alone. Number three, our definition of success of a successful law firm and why it should be your definition of a successful law firm too, and why you should hold everyone in your law firm to this standard. Mm -hmm. uh, four, but profit, but financial profit isn't the only measure of success. And I kind of gave a little hint about that. Financial profit, personal profit, professional profit. You got to make sure your law firm is doing all three for you. Uh, chapter five, the seven main parts of every successful law firm. Chapter six, what is profit? What does profit actually mean? Because if you ask two different lawyers how profitable their law firm is, you're liable to get at least three different answers and it'll drive you insane. But once you understand what profit really is and how to measure it and what total owner benefits means, uh, it, it'll give you a lot of clarity and give you a lot of confidence and you'll have more productive, healthier conversations with other lawyers. Number seven, understanding why your CPA does, doesn't absolutely love putting your profits first. Understanding why your CPA does not love putting your profits first will make you a lot more profitable and make your life a lot better. I promise you. Why, number eight, why generally accepted accounting principles, why GAAP isn't for you? 
if you own your own law firm, Gap is not for us. Gap is not, if you get nothing else from this podcast, Gap is not for us. Chapter nine is defining an, a, a very, very important accounting term that 99.9% .9 of CPAs don't know. They literally don't know total owner benefits. You've got to live on, to you got to know what total owner benefits are, or you're going to be wasting money on taxes. You, your profits are going to be much diminished and it'll drive you a little bit crazy. Chapter 10 uh, is understanding the difference between static overhead and dynamic overhead. And when Mike was at my house having dinner, when we first had the idea of, of doing something like this, we talked about static overhead versus dynamic overhead. And I don't think he would mind me saying this. He was like, basically like, damn, I should have put that in my book. Um, so, but you know, he already wrote the book. Chapter 11, what a small law firm bookkeeper who doesn't suck should be doing for you. A law firm bookkeeper who doesn't suck should be doing things for you. And, and I'll lay it all out for you in chapter 11 so you can measure and evaluate whether your bookkeeper is doing a good job for you or not. Because a bad bookkeeper or a bookkeeper who you, you like them, they're wonderful, they're nice, they're terrific, they're friendly, they send you a Christmas ham every year, blah, 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 blah. But they're flushing your life down the fucking toilet. That's not a good bookkeeper. Uh, you got to make sure you're a, a bad bookkeeper and, and by good and bad, I don't mean that they do the books accurately. Doing books accurately is table stakes. A bookkeeper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's like the that's minimum, minimum, minimum requirement. Minimum requirement. But you talk to lawyers like, oh, you like your bookkeeper. Yeah. They do my books accurately. Yeah. And I mean, that that's the minimum. And let's be honest. Most bookkeepers start as like an admin assistant that just becomes the bookkeeper. No, I'm talking about good bookkeepers. I'm talking about there are bookkeepers out there who are good bookkeepers. They are they do accurate bookkeeping. They, they were trained as bookkeepers. They work for a CPA. They work for a CPA, by the way, who thinks Gap is gospel and it's not. Um, they're trained and they do good bookkeeping. They're professional bookkeepers and, and, and they do accurate bookkeeping. But they still suck because they're sucking all the profits out of your firm and you're thanking them for it. Chapter 12, are, we, we walk you through, I walk you through the key financial reports that every small law firm bookkeeper who does not suck ought to insist on walking you through every month. If your bookkeeper isn't insisting, if your bookkeeper isn't a big pain in your ass and insisting on walking you through these key financial reports every month, they suck and they're doing you a disservice and you are leaving probably tens of thousands of dollars of profit on the table, possibly even every month or every quarter, or at the very least every year, depending on the size of your firm. And then we go into a much deeper dive into the drivers of profit than most struggling law firm owners are ever willing to take seriously. That's the book. And if you have already read Profit First, or better yet, listen to the audio, the audio is great. Uh, Mike records it himself. If you've already listened to Profit First or read Profit First, this will add a lot of color and dimension to your experience. If you've never read Profit First, this book is, is meant to be a rallying cry. This meant this book is meant to convince you to read Profit First and to implement Profit First. Anyway, I hope everyone reads it.
Yeah, I would say myself. I didn't hire a ghostwriter. I actually sat down and wrote the whole book in nine days. Well, I, I think I got a copy of yours before it was even like published. So I got like some like a rougher copy, which is is it's great. So I will say this, everyone listening, profit first, get get R. John's book version of it if you're a law firm, of course. But and you have to about the podcast. But read read the book with intention to start applying it, and it's it's not easy. Our bank pushed back on us. Our CPA pushed back on us. Our bookkeeper has had to constantly evolve and to get the reports and things that we want to do. But don't let it overwhelm you. You need to to start. And we started early, and I'm glad we did. And we get profits, and we make profits, and we uh, it, it's. It'll it'll change your life for sure. So I would say. Yeah, but can I put a little math to this? Yeah. All right. Do it up. I'm taking out my calculator here. Let's say your law firm runs at let's just say 25% total owner benefit. I'm just using that as a number to make the to make the math example easy. 25% total owner benefit. You with me? Mm-hmm. All right. And let's say that you're billing by the hour, which by the way, I really wish you would do value-based billing, but let's say you're billing by the hour and let's say you bill at, give me a number. What's what's a number that your average array client is billing per hour? 300. We'll say 300 an hour. Great. And let's say your law firm is going to gross, let's just say a uh, $500,000, right? $500,000 divided by $300 an hour is 1,666 hours that you have to bill. Yeah? yeah. If you do profit first and you can increase your profits by let's just say 10%, right? If you can increase your profits by 10%. So, so a $500,000 firm at a 25% total owner benefit margin, $500,000 times 0.25 means the owner is going to have $125,000 in total owner benefits. You with me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you can increase your profits by just 10%, you could reduce your billables by 166 hours a year. It's 166 hours. You don't have to work. Put another way. 1,666, 1,666 hours times 300 an hour is $500,000 a year. 1,666 hours divided by 12 months is 138 hours a month, right? If you could get the same total owner benefit out of a $450,000 law firm, Take the same $125,000 total owner benefit, except instead of having to gross $500,000, you only have to gross $450,000. $450,000 divided by $300 an hour means you only have to bill 1,500 hours a year. That's 166 hours a year that you don't have to bill. 166 hours you don't have to bill divided by 46 productive weeks in a year, that's three hours a week you don't have to bill. That's three hours a week you don't have to bill. 
what could you do with those three hours a week? Could you use those three hours a week to do better marketing, to bring more in more revenue? Could you use those three hours a week to do more training so you have a better staff? Do you want to take those three hours a week and put them together and have 14 hours once a month? That means once a month, you could take two days off. You could take two <laughs> days off once a month and have the same total owner benefit income if you could just increase your profits by 10% by using something like Profit First. Another thing to think about is you could take off one whole week a quarter, one full week per quarter. You could take off a whole week per quarter to spend time with your family, to work on your health, work on your business, do whatever you want. This makes a difference to the quality of your life. This makes a difference to the quality of your relationships with your family. This makes a difference to your health. This makes a difference to, it makes so many differences in so many ways. It seems so simple. It really makes a difference to take profits first. Yeah. If you've never listened to it or read the book, you know, I think most people see it and they're like, oh, that, that sounds unethical. Profits first, profits before employees, profits before his family. Like you got to read it because then you'll understand it. You know, when you're going to air, when, when you go on a commercial airline, you know, they, you know how they tell you what to do if there's an emergency when the airbag drops, the oxygen <laughs> mask? Yep. Put it on yourself first. <laughs> Why? So you can help others. Because if you can't help yourself, you can't help anyone. Wouldn't it be great to take a week off to rest and recharge and be your best for your clients and be your best for your family? Profit First can help you do that. Yeah. Amazing. Look, I'm just uh, trying to sell a book. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to sell a book and convince you to read the book and take the book seriously. What you do with your life, that's up to you. Well, you can also tune in, uh, I just put it on the screen. It's kind of over top of us, but, um, they're like, Ooh, uh, profit first for lawyers. So Arjun actually has a podcast of profit first for lawyers. If you just Google profit first for lawyers, you'll, you'll see his book. You'll see the podcast. Uh, it all comes up on Google. So. Yeah. Look, I, I want to say, Kevin, we have already sold 26,000 books. It just went, it launched in August, I think, right? July, August. July. It launched in July. This is September. We've sold 28,000 books. I have waiting list after waiting list after waiting list for all different products and services that we sell. This isn't me like, oh, I got to get another client. I, I told you that a big part of the motivation why I have grown how to manage a small law firm as, as much as I've grown it, you know, this year, last year we did $29.5 million. This year we'll do $34, $35 million. We'll be probably close to $45, $50 million next year in revenue. I, I don't need to make more money from this thing. I, I want to have a bigger impact on the legal industry and I want to help more people. Part of the reason that I agreed to take nine days out of my life to write this book, because Mike asked me to write this book for lawyers, and I did. Mike's awesome. Mike is. Awesome. And Ron's pretty cool too. What's that? And Ron's pretty cool too. Mike's partner. Who runs oh yeah, uh, professionals. Yeah, Mike's hilarious. So I I said his name right, and he was very excited about that one time on a podcast. Yes, McCallowitz. So, all right. What else would you like right. to ask me? What else would your audience like to know? 
I'm happy to sit here all day talking. I love this stuff. <laughs> no, I, I this, this is what I do. I, I talk about business and I get to have attorneys on here and some are very successful, right? And they've done it right and they've run a good business and I bring them on here to share what they've done and what they've learned. And a lot of times they are a how to manage member. They, uh, We've had some of our members as guests. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Can quite you a few. Anyone off and, the top of your head? Well, I had Jimmy Grant on recently. Yeah, Jimmy. Not sure who else. I don't know. Well, I've had three hundred attorneys. I've, attorneys. I've heard. I've heard a few, but I, I. I'm drawing a blank. I'm. I'm. The lights are shining on my face. Yeah. The microphone's in my mouth. You know. I've had a lot of good guests, so I, it's hard to put a finger on it. But it's. It's easy to forget a lot of stuff when you got the lights in your face and the microphone in your mouth. So I got my I big light right here too. Yeah, exactly. No, but um, I think Jimmy Grant's the last one that I know of <clears throat> that was a, a highlight manager member. But uh, to your point, to your point, everyone on here should be looking to grow their firms, ex to expand it. Even if the money is not the driving factor, but you still have those other two goals, the personal and professional. And I was going to add to this too, is not only your, as an owner, personal, our uh, professional, personal, and financial goals. But, you know, we have that for each of our employees. What are their professional, personal, and financial goals? How are we helping them meet those goals? So take that to yeah. your staff as well. Like, hey, uh, senior attorney or associate attorney or, or admin, it doesn't matter. How about reception? You know, what do you want professional? legal secretary, how can we help you achieve your financial, personal, and professional goals? 100%. Whatever it may be. And sometimes... What I found with some of my employees, they don't even have that mindset and they don't even know what to say. Like, oh, I don't really have any goals. And you're like, okay, let's sit down. Let's talk. Like you, we got to work on this. Like, what do you want to do? There's got to be something you're passionate about that you'd like to do outside of this office. Right. And so we'll, we'll dig it out of them slowly. Like you got to have some ambition. We got to figure something out. And they're like, well, I'd always wanted to run a marathon in wherever. Yeah, we might be able to say, all right, well, you're going, we got you a ticket and, and you're off and I you can take your time you're, off. You're referring to a few books that I love <laughs> because we do the same thing. I mean, this, this, every one of our employees at How to Manage, we have, we help them create what we call a business contribution plan. And, you know, we've got our business plan that's got our plans for the future. And so we help them create a business contribution plan, which is basically a personal career life plan and we merge it together. Like this is how it fits into our business plan. And that is great because then we know, okay, you know what? We're going to help you achieve your financial goals, your personal goals, your professional goals, whatever, whatever, whatever. And we map out that, okay, in 36 months, you're going to have to leave working for us to go off in this other direction, but we can get you there. And you're going to get the most amazing performance out of that person for that period of time until it's time to go your separate ways. Yeah, and then they leave on great, and then they leave on great terms and then they help you find their replacement and then they help you onboard their replacement. And then when you've got questions after they're gone, they're happy to take your call and, and help you out. And then what's really cool is they often will, will send you other employees or other candidates that they run into and then your recruiting becomes easier. Mm. And, and then when you're recruiting candidates and you talk about the fact that this is something that you that you do for them, that this is part of the culture of your business, the wrong people don't care and the right people love it. 100%. And they might call back and say, hey, can I come back? <laughs>
Yeah, they do. Because if place they go, it might not have this in place. Probably a good chance it doesn't. Well, yeah, but the thing is, if you're doing your job as an employer, you're helping your employee make the career move. You're, you're counseling them. You're coaching them. You're advising them. You don't just let them pick a new job on their own. You say, look, let us help you figure out if this is the right job for you. I had a, I had a, one of our, one of our people from our accounting department recently who was, you know, he, he needed to grow. He needed to leave our, he needed to leave working for how to manage a small law firm to continue to grow his career because at that time there just wasn't anywhere else for him to go. If you want sure. to stick around for two or three years, there's some place for you to go, but you really shouldn't stick around for two or three years. You're ready to go to the next level. You just don't have an opportunity in our organization right now. So you let us help you figure out what your next move is going to be. And I mean, I coached him. I counseled him. We, we sat down and helped him evaluate three different options, three different opportunities that he had and, and helped him pick the right opportunity. And I actually sat down, uh, I was actually sitting with the owner of that law firm that he ultimately went to go work for. And he's been promoted twice since then. Oh, well. And you know, the point of me, you got to help people get to where they want to go. That That's really how you build and sustain a successful business. And yeah, I you can't, personally think it's good life. Yeah. And you can't, you can't just be stuck on the fact that they, they can't leave here. They can't leave me. Yeah. I'm, you know, they got to stay here forever. And then God forbid you're running a, a firm that's not growing and scaling and has no processes. And then you're just, you're doing a huge disservice to that person. You know, what kind of business put things in place to prevent people from being able to leave? We talked about restaurants. We talked about hotels, law firms, prisons, Oh, prisons, <laughs> prisons are designed to prevent people from being able to leave. And that's what you possibly built. Right. And yeah, I mean, you know, Anyway, that's not a good place to try to recruit superstars into. No. You got to you got to build something. And this goes back to the processes and the systems and the procedures because if you got processes and systems and procedures for recruiting, for onboarding, for training, and if you can put a really good person into a system and get amazing performance out of them, you're not afraid of someone outgrowing you. It's actually an amazing thing for recruiting when you've got a culture where everyone knows that people are going someplace and doing something. I've lost a few uh, good employees to entrepreneurship. And when they came in the door as an intern, we knew if we don't keep up with this person and give them enough opportunity fast enough, they're not going to be here. We just, we could tell, we could feel it. And now, now when we bring someone on like that, we're like, we, they cannot be like a low level person. They have to have a path uh, as if everyone has to, but I want to challenge, you. I wanna challenge mm -hmm. you to just think about the mindset that you just, demonstrated there sorry to challenge you on a mindset thing live on your podcast that's fine you said we've lost a few employees i say we've graduated a few employees all right i love it i appreciate that and i wasn't saying it in a bad way i, it was I know you weren't but but it's like the, world, words, you know? the words make a difference not just for you but for your whole team we sure. literally think of ourselves as like we graduate people out of working with us look we graduate our down. members we graduate our members uh, a law firm comes into how to manage a small law firm with zero dollars in revenue or they come in with two hundred fifty thousand dollars in revenue or they come in with five hundred thousand dollars in revenue or they come in with a million dollars in revenue or sometimes they even come in with a few million dollars in revenue 
And, and our goal is to graduate them up and out of how to manage a small law firm so that they can bring in a full-time in-house professional legal administrator so that they can bring in house a full-time uh, controller or CFO. And so they can bring in a full-time in-house CEO and, and then they outgrow our services. And that's like some of our best. I just got a text last night from one of our former members and she literally just, I mean, I get texts like this all the time from our former members. And she was just saying that they're on a $10 million run rate. And she was like at the, at the, what did she say? About to break $10 million on the year. And to here, I'm covering the name, but like, I can't make this stuff up. Right. Wow. That's awesome. I, I love it when people outgrow us. That means we're doing the right thing. We're helping people grow. Why else do people want to do business with you? That's a good testament right there. Why don't you be texting you? They obviously felt how to manage this a big part of why they got there. I get, I get texts like that all the time. It's really very, very, I love it when people, I mean, I, I still send texts and celebrations to my mentors and, and that's, the right kind of mentor. That's the right kind of coach. That's the right kind of advisor. That's the right kind of employer you should be looking for someone who wants to help you grow and isn't afraid of you outgrowing their business model. We also have scaling up your law firm. Scaling up your law firm will take you from $1 million to $10 million, $10 million to $25 million, $25 million to $100 million. And just like Mike uh, Bacalowitz with Profit First came to us uh, and asked us to write profit first for lawyers. Yeah. Vern. Vern of, yeah. Vern uh, came and asked, you know, the, the scaling up organization asked us to create a program called scaling up your law firm, which we just launched. There's a waiting list for it. I'm not trying to sell it. Uh, I'm just making the point. You, you want people to grow. You got to have, you got to help people grow. hundred percent. And I think, you know, you come in the realization that you're gonna have good folks come in to your team and they might be gone. Uh, you might not want to see them go, but it's the right thing for them. It's gotta be the right move for them. And so we have a lot of team members that have left. And I think it's the thing too. Like I, I try to call my team team, not employees or staff, but it's, there's so many that I'm still in contact with that say, Hey, I saw you guys are hiring for this. I know someone. And then that's a good referral. Right. I know yeah. that if they're going to, they're going to send me someone that they think would be a good fit for our, our organization. So it's, it's a great way to go. That's a good tool. Like speaking, way to, of, to speaking of which I actually have to interview a candidate who was referred by one of our employees. Uh, and I got to do that 10 minutes from now. So I got to jump. Yeah. Well, you get ready for that. We've spent plenty of time on here and I appreciate all the, the passion and, and bringing the fire. And, and that's what we want on here. You got to get profit first for lawyers. Again, it changed our business. And you got to check it out. And they got the podcast too. Uh, our John's actually always uh, looking for questions too, and he'll answer those on the podcast. So uh, go in and, and interact with that, and he'll answer his questions if you have them. And then if you're listening right now, you have other questions, things that I can ask our John or maybe have him back on. Let me know. Like the hardest things you can come up with, we can answer them for you. So. Arjun, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And and again, I, I would not have accepted the invitation if I hadn't been hearing good things from my team about their work with your team and the results you get with our members. And of course, I also listen to your podcast and it's pretty cool. Thank you. 
Well, I appreciate that. Well, I'm going to stop recording here. Uh, you stay in with me for just a second if you have it. Everyone, have a great day. Go out there, scale your, your law firm, listen to Arjun, check out how to manage, check out his book and his podcast. He's going to help you one way or another. So uh, just do that and have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening. We have been producing this podcast for years, have had hundreds of guests and produced hundreds of episodes. We don't ask for much, but I do have one ask. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with one person just like you. The best way to do that is to send them to ArrayDigital.com where we have a full library of all the episodes that they can sort by practice area and or state. So again, we appreciate you listening and thanks for sharing.